We are going to talk about the seven day startup and the key messages from this book, the five big ideas from this book for lifestyle entrepreneurs. So if you're a lifestyle entrepreneur like me, then stick around for the next 30 minutes because I'm going to share with you the five big ideas from this book that will really challenge you and change the way you think about growing and starting your business. Because what it's going to tell you in this book is techniques, tactics, tools that you can use to reduce the time, reduce the money and reduce the risk in starting a business. How about that? That's worth 30 minutes of your time, right? So what I'm going to do is share with you the five big ideas from this book in a short presentation. And if you want to ask me questions along the way, then feel free because there is a chat box on the right hand side, which is the good thing about Google, YouTube Live. There's an interactive chat box. Is there any question about anything that I say? Anything that we whiz through? Because I'm going to go through pretty fast. If you have any questions about any of the content or this book or building your own business, feel free to uh, hit me up in the chat box and I'll do my best to answer the questions as we go along. So today we're talking about the seven day startup by Dan Norris. This is specifically designed for lifestyle entrepreneurs, startup entrepreneurs, people who want to build a business without raising money, without borrowing money. They want to build a business fast. They don't want to waste a lot of money. They want to make it low risk. So how do you do that? And how do you do it in seven days? Is it possible? So what I want to do today is share with you the five big ideas from this book. Because this is a, well, I mean, it's not a big book. It's 200 pages. But to save you the time of reading this book, I'll summarize the five big ideas for you right now. And if you take away any of these ideas and use them in your business, then you will save yourself more than the time that you invest in this next 30 minutes. So it's well worth it. A good ROI, a good return on investment. And if you like it, if any of these ideas that I share with you today are useful and this was a good investment of your time, then slap the like button in the face. You know where it is. I mean, how many YouTube videos have you watched? But the point is, you know, we've got to help other people discover this content as well. I'm giving this stuff away free. So help me out, help you out, help other entrepreneurs out as well by hitting like button because that will also let them know that this is worth their time as well investing in. So hopefully it can do them some favors as well. So let's kick off the five big ideas. What are you going to learn today from the seven day startup? So the first one I want to share with you is the difference between an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur. And that is the entrepreneur being the guy or the girl who goes out and grafts, who works. And the entrepreneur, the guy or the girl that talks. And as Dan Norris says in the book, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be passionate about growth. So what is growth? I want to talk about what growth is in a minute, because that's the core of this book. The seven day startup is all about growth. It's all about starting a business, getting your first paying customer within seven days. And that whole growth strategy that you need to undergo to Grow your business from one customer to a hundred to a thousand and so on. 
You've got to be passionate about that because it's so easy to do the other stuff. And I'll talk about what the other stuff is in a minute. It's all about focus and discipline. And one of these, you know, these are the things that I teach on my Entrepreneur Upgrade course on Upschool. Discipline, focus, growth, how to build a business in seven days. These are all the things that I teach on this course. This is a 16-week course which some of you guys already are on. Some of you guys are members of this course already. If not, stick around to the end because I can show you how you can get a big saving off this course. $100, how about that? $100 off. Stick around to the end. I'll show you how you can do that. Because you watch my webinar, hit the like button. I'll give you 100 bucks off this course. How about that? That's a good deal. So the entrepreneur upgrade, discipline of being a good entrepreneur, increase your skills. And one of those skills is the skill of growth. And let's talk about what that is and talk about it in the context of the seven-day startup. So if you're an entrepreneur, a big part of what you do is failing. You know, when I first started my business, I started my business, the first one in my mid-20s. I started a business in the 90s building computers with my good friend. And that was the only business that we knew how to do. We went out, we thought, well, let's start a business. It's in the middle of the dot-com revolution. Or hadn't even started then at that stage, actually. You know, Windows 95 was just out. 97 was around the corner. People were starting to talk about the internet, but not in the way that we know it today. So I started a business and not really knowing what the hell to do, not having any advice, just went through a number of failures before achieved any successes. That first business was a big failure. A big, big failure. I lost money on that business. And then I started another business straight off the back of that, even when people were telling me, hey, go back to work. Go and get a, go and get a normal job. Stop wasting your time being an entrepreneur. But I was too set on being an entrepreneur. It's in my blood. So I started a second business, which was a success. And then it was a failure. It was an events business. It made a lot of money and lost a lot of money in a matter of a year and a half, two years. And then I started a third business. And at this time, the people that were telling me at the, after the first business to go and get a proper job were now even more amplified because I was going in and starting a third business. But that third business, we were making within four to five years a million dollars in revenue with no investment, no loans. It was a hugely profitable business. 50% owner of that business with a business partner. All as a result of numbers of attempts, fails, or successes. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, the more failures you make, the more successes you're going to have. That's what makes an entrepreneur. However, compare with a entrepreneur. A entrepreneur doesn't like the failure thing. They like the idea of starting their business. They like the idea of being their own boss. They like all that stuff, that freedom, the creative freedom, the financial freedom, the lifestyle freedom. But what they don't like is the failure part. And if you're not comfortable with failure, then you can't be a successful entrepreneur. And that's the core of it. You have to get comfortable with failure. And this is what the book teaches. What is comfort with failure? And what I want to teach you in the next 20 minutes is exactly what that is and how you can fail faster and be more successful. And 
by doing that, launch faster, launch a business in seven days. So, this is what an entrepreneur does. And one of the things I teach in my Entrepreneur Upgrade course is going out and focusing on the main thing. You know, Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said the main thing is the key goal in all of your goals. And he summarized it as the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. So what is the main thing when you're launching a business? So this is what Dan Norris talks about in this book. It's finding a customer. When you launch a business, the first thing you should ever do and the first thing you should focus on at the top of your priorities in everything is finding a paying customer. Everything else is secondary. So you should commit all your resources, fire all your laser beams and photons and tachyons at finding a customer. Everything else can wait. So if you're worried about, for example, registering a business or worried about lawyers or offices or recruiting, forget it. That's all secondary to finding a paying customer. That is the hustle of an entrepreneur. Whereas a entrepreneur will spend the first month designing a logo, finding a logo, doing everything apart from finding a customer. Why? Now, the reason is why is because finding a customer is hard. It's uncomfortable. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get off your ass and you have to go meet people. You have to talk to people. You have to pick up the phone, send emails, do all the kind of stuff that may be uncomfortable. Whereas designing a logo, well, that's pretty comfortable. I could just do that and click, click, click from behind my computer screen. And that's the difference between an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur. And this is what Dan Norris talks about in this book. The key difference is an entrepreneur can get out and hustle. And the difference between a successful and unsuccessful entrepreneur or the difference between an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur is the entrepreneur goes to the main thing and focuses all his or her energy on that main thing, which is finding a customer. Everything else can wait. And this turns out in the first month of business, and you'll see this, right? You go to networking events. I go to meetups. And today we're talking about an idea. You may be talking to somebody else at the meetup about an idea that they have. Where are they in a month's time after that meeting? Well, if they're an entrepreneur, they should have a business. See, the time between an idea and a business so the time between having an idea and finding a paying customer should only be a matter of days it shouldn't be measured in months and that's what dan norris teaches in this book is to do it in seven days and i'll show you a little bit about how that's done in a minute whereas the entrepreneur you go back to the meetup he or she is still talking about the idea and the reason is, is because he or she is still doing all the other stuff out there. The logos, the website, all those kind of things. Now, one of the things I teach in my Entrepreneur Upgrade course is that you can launch a business without a website. You can launch a business without a logo. You can launch a business without registering a business. You can launch a business without any of that. You can launch a business without a product. It's possible. You can get money without a product, and I've done it successfully. I've successfully pitched people on an idea alone. 
about a product and people have paid me money before I even created that product on the basis of my pitch. So the point is, if you're an entrepreneur, sure, that's uncomfortable. Pitching people for money without a product, you might think is a little bit uncomfortable, but that is the difference between a successful entrepreneur and a entrepreneur because the entrepreneur doesn't want to do that. The entrepreneur doesn't want to pitch people for money without a product. The entrepreneur wants to get everything right, wants to get the perfect scenario before launching a business. And that's why a month after they're still talking about launching a business. So let's talk about ideas because that comes next. The second idea, the big idea in this book is about ideas and it's the difference between ideas and execution. And you've been to meetups, right? You've been to events and people have said to you stuff like, oh, I don't want to share my idea with you because you might steal it or it's not ready yet or I'm in stealth mode. You remember hearing that, right? Well, basically what this book tells us and really what I'm a great fan of is that ideas are worthless. Execution is everything. I don't say ideas really are worthless, but compared to execution. Let me explain. What Dan Norris says is there is a huge void between idea and successful business. Just having an idea is worth nothing. So that has a lot of implications for us. So for example, if you're worried about your idea, let's say you're still thinking about an idea of your business. My advice to you is don't worry about it. Just do it. Just go ahead and execute that business because the idea is not so important at the end of the day. What really matters is the execution. And what I mean by execution is going out there and doing it. How you market, how you talk to customers, how you build that experience around your product. So for example, if you've just got an idea, let's say you're building an app and you've just got an idea doesn't really matter until you actually build the app and put it into the hands of customers or paying customers. What really counts is how paying customers think about your product, your app. That's the execution part. What you do with the idea, the name that you choose for your business, your logo, your brand, your website, it doesn't matter at this stage. All that matters is just getting it out there and executing. And by the way, there's a great book and I'll do a review of this someday, sure. There's a great book called Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. And he talks about idea and execution as well. And he puts it like this. It's a great chart to work from. He says that ideas are just a multiplier of execution. What I want you to do is have a look at this chart. On the left-hand side, he ranks ideas. So from awful idea to brilliant idea, minus one to 20. And on the right-hand side, he ranks execution. So no execution, $1, brilliant execution, $10 million. Now how you use this chart, and it's completely unscientific, but it's a great illustration of the power of execution over ideas. How we use this chart, let's say you have a brilliant idea. And there's a lot of people out there with brilliant ideas. There's every other person at a meetup has got a brilliant idea. It's going to change the world. So they've got a brilliant idea. That's worth 20. However, they've got a weak execution, meaning they haven't really thought about the marketing. They haven't talked to any customers. They haven't done the hustle. 
yet. So take 20 and multiply it by a thousand. You get $20,000. That's how much of the business is worth, which is nothing really. I mean, you can't even live on $20,000 in a place like Thailand. So that's how much that business is worth of a brilliant idea and weak execution. However, let's say you've got a really weak idea. Like you haven't really thought it through. It's just an idea. You've got a crap name for your business. You couldn't get the right domain name. You're worried. That you, you know, your logo's crap. You designed it with some clip art and Comic Sans font face. A weak idea is worth one. However, you've got a, a, a great execution, which is like, you know, you are killing it with paid search on Google and Twitter and Facebook. You're out there talking to customers. You're going to events. You are networking with your paid customers, talking to them, finding out what their pain points are. You're really killing it. A great execution. It's a million dollars to take one weak idea Great execution, a million dollars. Compare that to great idea, weak execution. Or brilliant idea, weak execution, $20,000. So what is my point? What is the point that I want to get across here is that stop worrying about the idea. So there are a number of ways that we entrepreneurs worry about our business ideas. Firstly, for example, one of the things we get hung up with is names of the business. It doesn't matter. We think, oh... That name, does that sort of resonate with my brand values or does it really portray the vision of my brand? Bullshit. You know, you're not a big FMCG brand. You're not a big multinational brand. You're a lifestyle entrepreneur. What matters is the execution. Your brand is not defined by the name of your business. Your brand is defined by how you touch and interact with your customers on a daily basis. That is your brand. Not the website, the domain name, the logo, all those kind of things. The color scheme on your website doesn't matter. Just think about execution, execution, execution. So let's talk about execution. What the hell is it? We'll come on to the third big idea from this book. And by the way, if you've got any questions about any of the stuff that I share with you, hit the chat box on the right-hand side. If you haven't discovered it yet on live, YouTube Live, there's a chat box just hidden on the right-hand side. Well, you can let me know. If you've got any questions, just jump drop them in there and I'll do my best to answer anything during the session. If you're watching this video archived, then you can hit it under in the comments section below the video. But for now, on the right-hand side live. So the third big idea from this book, validation versus launching. What is the difference? Now, let me just take a step back here, guys. There's a number of books. You may have come across this book, The Lean Startup. Written by Eric Ries. This is all about validation. How to validate your business. It's all about idea validation. Testing, testing, testing. How to test an idea before you launch it. Well, let's say you have an idea. It's an app. You want to push that out, get people to use it, trial it out, those kind of things. Well, what Dan Norris says is basically that's a waste of time. Validation really isn't a good use of your time in the grand scheme of things compared to launching. What he says is there's a big difference between entering an email and paying for a product. What do I mean? So there are a number of examples in this book, some case study examples. And he gives examples of when he launched his product, 
he found that the people that paid for it were not the people who said they were interested in it before he launched it. So he went to people and said, hey, look, before he launched, I'm, using, I'm creating this new product, which was some analytics tool for WordPress. And he went to people that he knew and said, hey, would you like to try that out? And they tried it out and they gave him some feedback. And the people that tried this product out said to him, things like hey this is fantastic this is a game changer however those people that said that didn't sign up and become paid customers when he launched or another example he gives is one of the beta testers said you know this is an amazing product i recommend it to everybody i know now if you're an entrepreneur and you heard that you think wow that's really good feedback however that person didn't become a paying customer Another example, Jason Calacanis, who's quite a well-known name in the startup scene, said that you know this was an amazing experience. You know, looking forward to the full version. However, once Dan Norris had sent him the login details and the full version, Jason Calacanis never logged in. So there is a point here, which is that it's very easy for people to say they're interested in something. They're very very easy to say yeah i'm interested in your product your service and they can give you an email address they can click a button however there is a big difference between doing that and opening your wallet you know the the whole act of opening your wallet and paying real cash for a product is significantly different from simply clicking a button or entering an email so building a business on that whole act of entering an email is very, very dangerous, that whole validation process. So basically what Dan Norris says is, as it says on the front of this book, you don't learn until you launch. So if you're developing a product, if you have an idea, if you're validating your idea, if you're ready to launch, his advice is just launch, just push it out there and get somebody to pay some money for it, even if that money is just $1, because the difference between zero i.e. entering an email address and paying $1 is huge. You know, that difference is bigger than the difference between paying $1 and $1,000. So the goal for us entrepreneurs is just get that person to pay. Even if it's $1, get that first dollar. That is your biggest hurdle. That's your biggest goal early on. That's what you should focus your goal on. Get somebody to pay some money for your product. Even if it's a very light version of your product, like a minimum viable product, as people say. But stop worrying about validating the idea and testing it. Just get it out there and get it into the hands of real people, real paying customers. Because, as they say, there's a military adage a military saying which says no plan survives the enemy and it's the same with business no business plan ever survives the customer everything you assume about your plan so pricing charging models marketing strategy branding messaging all these things that you assume in your business plan will be wrong when you actually launch and you actually have to face paying customers, everything's going to change. So be very careful about building a plan with lots of assumptions. What I would recommend is plan less, launch more, because everything's going to change. 
anyway. And this is what I teach in my Entrepreneur Upgrade course is focus on launching. So big idea number four. How are you getting on? Are you enjoying this? Are you getting useful value out of this webinar? It's completely free. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I'm doing this hopefully because it's valuable to you. If I can add value to you, that gives me a lot of satisfaction. I'm a nice guy. So if you think that's useful to you, hit me with a like. So other people can find this webinar as well when it's archived later on. So let's talk about innovation versus usefulness. Now, one of the things that we entrepreneurs get lost on, and this is what I want to impress upon you today, is to worry less about being innovative. So I get this sometimes from the startups that I mentor, the entrepreneurs that I mentor, the entrepreneurs that I work with on my mastermind or on my courses. I interact with a lot of entrepreneurs, whether it's at my meetups, online, or wherever. And one of the common pressures I feel us entrepreneurs are under is this pressure to change the world. So, you know, if you look at the media, you've got people like Mark Zuckerberg and Mark Cuban and, you know, Jeff Bezos and all these kind of people like Travis Kalanick from Uber. You know, these people are creating world-changing services in the billions. You know, they've got the Google boys who are redefining information as we know it. So there is a lot of pressure to be like them, to be successful. You have to create a world-changing app. And you go to these meetups and people come up to you and say, hey, look, I'm creating the next game-changing app. Uh, if somebody says that to me, I'm absolutely not interested. I don't want to talk to somebody. I don't want to be interested in somebody who's got a game-changing app because there's a billion game-changing apps out there. What I'm really interested in is usefulness. And this is where we should focus as entrepreneurs. So what is usefulness? And this is, I mean, if you caught my start, if you caught my uh, webinar the other week, I talked about the $100 startup by Chris Gillibo. He talks about innovation versus usefulness as well. Is that, you know, what we entrepreneurs have to focus on is not be caught up in this whole innovation thing, which is, you know, we have to create game-changing apps, world-changing apps. You know, we have to be the next Facebook, the next Snapchat, the next Uber. Instead, just be useful. Solve a problem that somebody like you has on a daily basis. And you might think, well, how the hell can I make my money out of that? Well, you can make a heck of a lot of money out of that. Dan Norris says that solve problems where people are already paying for money. So there's a, a question often asked to startups and to entrepreneurs. And one of the questions people ask, and you may get this with your business as well, your business idea is say, do you have any competition? What is the right answer to do you have any competition? Now, you might think it's a good thing if you say no, because it means you're the only guy out there. That means you could charge what the hell you like. That means you can, you know, rake all the profits out of the market. Being the only guy in a market means you're going to make a lot of money. Wrong. Now, as an example, Google was not the first search engine in the market, was it? I mean, if you know the internet, long before Google, there was Yahoo, Lycos, Excite, Hotbot. I don't know, the list goes on, AltaVista. 
you know, all these search engines came and went, but Google was second into the market. And the reason why they were so successful is because they saw what worked and what didn't work and they copied it and made it better. And what Dan Norris is saying, and he says this in this book, is the best way to make money is to copy what already works. So if somebody says to you in response to your idea or your pitch, oh, that's never going to work because so-and-so is already doing that. If they say that to me, that's good news. I want to know that somebody is already doing this and making money out of it because I can go into that market and do a better job of it. The problem that entrepreneurs have is they want to be original. They want to be the first. They want to be the greatest in this market. They want to be the first mover. And the problem with that is, well, unless your name is Elon Musk or Richard Branson, that it costs millions, if not billions of dollars to educate a market. So if you're going into a completely new market where there is no competition, be very, very careful. If you don't have any competition, you have a problem. You have a problem because what you need is competition to go into the market before you to spend all their money educating customers. You want them to take the risk and do all that. That's what Google did. Google didn't educate people about search or the internet in the same way that Richard Branson didn't educate people about how to fly before he launched Virgin Airlines. He didn't invent air travel. He just did it better than everybody else. So it's the same what Google did. And it's the same what you can do. And what you should do is you should copy models that already works. And a great way of knowing this, and this is what I teach in my Entrepreneur Upgrade course, is to go into Google Keywords and look for keywords that people are already bidding on and paying money for. So, for example, if you go into Google Keywords and you search for, let's say, cycling knee pain, as an example, which is a problem that people have, you know, I want to see when that search goes into Google Keyword Tool that people, other advertisers, are already bidding on that term. Because I don't want to be the first guy to go in and bid on that term because it shows me it's a complete if. It's a complete question mark about whether or not that keyword term holds money. But if I look at it and somebody's already bidding on that and they've already got a high bid on it and advertisers bidding money on that keyword term, it tells me they know that they can make money out of that keyword because they're receiving traffic to a product which they're selling around that keyword. Therefore, there is demand for that keyword. That is good news. So back to my point that I wanted to make earlier, a reiterance of the point. If somebody asks you about your business or your idea and they say, oh, that's never going to work because Amazon's doing that or Yahoo's doing that or these guys are doing it, that's bad advice. Because if somebody's doing it already, that is good for you. They've already done the research. They've already proven that that model works and can make money. All you have to do is look at how to do it better. There's something about the execution of that model that you can improve on. If you're smaller than this company doing it, you're going to be smaller than Amazon for sure. Amazon 
versus you, you think, well, what's the chance? Well, you can always do it more personally. Amazon will always be a big company. You will always be Graham Brown, an individual, and therefore you can be more personal, more approachable, more human. And that will always win against Amazon for some customers. So that's how you can compete. So go in and out-execute on that basis. Don't try and out-execute Amazon on logistics because you will fail because they've got drones and everything going on. So this is a yacht, uh, I think, from San Diego. And a friend of mine who I interviewed for my Founder FM show, who uh, is part owner of a yacht business in San Diego, Rick Day, he sold his business for many millions a few years ago, a telecoms business. And when he was... Uh, selling these yachts because he was part owner of the business a lot of people come to the san diego the the uh the yacht yard or whatever there's a special word for it which i forget <laughs> the marina but there's a place where people sell and build and sell yachts that place so they come to his yacht place and they buy yachts you would imagine san diego which is in california what kind of people are going to be coming and buying yachts you probably would think that it's the guys that up in the valley the guys in san francisco san jose that area you know the guys building the apps the google guys all these people that have these really innovative business models you would think that those are the guys that are coming and buying the yachts however here's news and this is why usefulness is more powerful than innovation what rick day says it isn't those guys who are buying the yachts instead rather than the guys with innovative businesses it's the guys with useful businesses so it's the ones who own 10 hairdressers or the ones who own a chain of parking lots or the ones who own a cleaning business all over town now these aren't the sexy businesses that are going to change the world However, these are the guys and gals making really good money. And those are the ones buying yachts. So my point is, and what Dan Norris says in this book, idea number four, the big idea number four, is focus on usefulness, not innovation. Don't get lost on the innovation thing. So when you're cooking up your business model and your idea, Think about the problems that you can solve for people like you on an everyday basis rather than the ideas that you think might change the world. And don't feel ashamed in any way that your idea isn't a game changer. Because at the end of the day, there's a billion game changers out there. But what people really need is something to help with their cycling knee pain. Things like that. That's where the money is. So last big idea. Number five. And this is a big one for us lifestyle entrepreneurs. And you're watching this. So you might be watching this on your phone. You might be watching this on your laptop, on your tablet. And it's very comfortable. You know, behind the screen is a very comfortable existence. And this is the challenge that we lifestyle entrepreneurs have. We have this comfortable existence. Whereas what we need to do is we need to hustle. And hustle really means getting out there, getting out of our comfort zone. Because even though we live in the digital world, the real value is going to be made in the analog offline world. Face-to-face. -face. 
you know, I can do email marketing, I can do paid search, but at the end of the day, the biggest value that I'm going to add as a human being, as a lifestyle entrepreneur, is meeting people face-to-face or doing live one-to-one broadcasts like this. It's the hustle, getting out there. So if there's anything that I want you to take away from this session today, this webinar, it's this, is that I want you to spend more time this week hustling, getting out there. Make a commitment to one thing that you can do to hustle. Get out off your ass from out behind the screen. Go to a meetup or go and meet a business partner in Starbucks or meet a paying customer or whatever it is. Or just go out and watch how people use products like the one that you are developing in the real world. So if you're developing an app, go and see how people use mobile phones. Go to an Apple store. Go to a mobile phone retailer, talk to people, find out what's going on. Just get out from your comfort zone because that's where the magic happens for us entrepreneurs. Dan Norris puts it this way. You have to relentlessly pursue your best method of getting customers and not the stuff you naturally gravitate to. What does that mean? So the stuff that you naturally gravitate to is the comfortable stuff. So for me, the stuff that I would find comfortable is, for example, uh, writing or blog posts or creating a slideshare presentation. And that's easy for me. However, the best method of getting customers for me is hustling. It's going out and doing events. That's why I'm planning an event in Tokyo. I have an event coming up in London, and that for me is the best method of getting customers face-to-face. It's hard work. It's uncomfortable because I have to get off my ass. I have to get to the train to Tokyo. I have to fly to London, and I have to meet people. I have to spend a day. You know, I have to have a shave, all these kind of things I wouldn't have to do if I just sat here from behind my computer screen. But that's how I'm going to get customers. And it's the same with you. You might think, well, I'm an app developer. How do I hustle? Because apps are all about app stores, right? Well, that's true. However, there's so much you're missing out on. If you're an app developer, if I was an app developer, there's two things I would do. Firstly, I would go to as many meetups as I can. And I would also spend as much time as I can trying to talk to my users, my customers. Find out who they are, talk to them, take, you know, go to. Go to Starbucks, buy them a coffee. You know, it could be a friend or somebody that you know who's using your product, your app. Take them to Starbucks, buy them a coffee, sit down, ask them to show you how they use your product and just watch them. Just ask them to talk you through what they're doing. That's hustle. Because what you're doing is you're sitting in their world, you're outside your comfort zone, you're learning about your customer. Those days of inviting customers into your office and feeding them with pizza and asking them silly questions in focus groups. Those days are over. We have to learn about the customer in the real world because everything they say in the office is different to everything they're going to do in the wild. So we have to get out there in the wild and see how customers and business partners and normal people from outside of their computer screens, actually behave and interact. You can easily go, one thing I said earlier about going to an Apple store or go to a a mobile phone retailer. If your business is an app business, go to a mobile phone business 
a retail store because they know quite a lot and they have good manner go there and talk to them about apps don't tell them you're developing apps go there as a customer ask them to tell you about apps what apps do they recommend for this product you know what is popular at the moment just ask them lots of questions that's hustle because you're out of your comfort zone and you're learning so you can go and do that go to a mobile phone store and do that if you're an app developer go and do that if you're a photographer what else can you do go to a photography store and talk to people selling the equipment and pretend like you don't know anything or go to a meetup whatever there's so many opportunities to hustle you know being stuck here from behind the computer is really you know comfortable but it's not a best use of our powers and we have powers because we're entrepreneurs we're powerful people we just don't know it because we're trapped here from behind the screen you know to come out from behind the screen a little bit put yourself out there and you'll discover where the magic happens. You know, this is a live broadcast with you here, right here, right now. And it can go horribly wrong. And it has gone horribly wrong in the past. But that's why you like it. Because it can go wrong. Because it's real. It's human. It's interactive. It's why even in this digital age, we spend more money than ever on going to rock concerts and events. You know? Because we want the live. We want the human experience. We want that emotional contact. And that's what hustle is all about. So these are some of the things I teach in my honor entrepreneur upgrade course here's the link here if you want to go and check out the course and if you want to hang on i'm offering you write this down you can get a hundred bucks off this course right now normally it's 147 but because you join me on this session today and you are interested in the ideas and techniques of people like dan norris the seven day startup I want to have people like you on my course because these are the kind of entrepreneurs that I want to work with. And I want to help them grow their businesses. So I'm giving you a hundred bucks off here. If you take advantage of this offer, this is only for February guys. So if you're watching this archived, you probably missed it already. This is how you can get the offer. Go to upschool.io slash P slash upgrade. And you could enter that coupon at checkout and that discount, 100 bucks off the course for you. There's 16 weeks in this course. What I've downloaded is 20 years of my experience as an entrepreneur, as an investor, as a mentor, as an advisor into 16 weeks. I've broken up week by week. These are the lessons that you need to learn to become a better entrepreneur week by week because rather than give it to you all at once, you know, you're just going to look at it. So much content that's going to put you off. But week by week, we stage it. It's a steady progress. You know, entrepreneurship success is a marathon, not a sprint. So let's stage it 16 weeks, week by week. If you're interested, there's the link. If you like this presentation, give it a like. Because as I said, you know, the thing with YouTube is, is that it's all about discovery and people discover stuff through other people liking videos and so on and you have people in your network you have entrepreneurs in your network i have entrepreneurs in my network we discover stuff through what people like ourselves like so you liking this video will really help get this message out there and those five big ideas from the seven day startup what that will do hopefully is save entrepreneurs like us a lot of time 
and money and de-risk the process rather than going spending months or years building and launching a business or spending time writing plans wasting time wasting money we don't want to see entrepreneurs do that do we that that hurts me because i know that they're going to waste so much time writing a business plan spending months designing a product without launching it and launching a product without hustle all those kind of things those scare me when i see entrepreneurs do that so let's help those entrepreneurs discover what they need to be doing by sharing this video liking it whatever and if you want to contact me if there's anything in this video which resonated with you then you can go to upschool.io and connect with me there if you like this video and you want to see more webinars i'm going to do one of these every week because i get good interaction off these webinars people email me afterwards which is great people tell me that the stuff that i've shared in this webinar has been useful for them so i will do one of these every week so if you want to catch the next one youtube channel subscribe you'll get an alert when the next one goes live and i'll be here every day every weekday i'll be here at different times sharing an update on my entrepreneurial journey taking a business from zero to a hundred thousand in a year sharing with you the successes and the failures so well thank you very much for joining me tonight hopefully everything went well from my side it looked like everything went well but who knows I don't know from your side. If it does or if it doesn't, you'll let me know. And I look forward to seeing you again next week, next Wednesday, for another webinar. We'll be talking about, well, growing your business, of course. We'll be talking about making 2017 the best year yet. So, all right, guys, signing off now. Have a great day. Have a fantastic day. Go and crush your goals today. Make it a fantastic day and I'll see you here same time Wednesday.